0: And you figure that out.
1: Yeah.
0: So maybe being persistent and then having yourself convinced otherwise. Is that what you're saying?
2: Being persistent unless there's a better way, I guess. Yeah. What like what though? Um like I'm insistent on having this cookie. And mm-hmm. I really, really want it because that's what I'm craving. And I'll stop at nothing to have this cookie. Until somebody tells me, like, actually, if you eat this apple, this apple's actually better for your health and you'll live longer. So,
3: I guess my question is at what point does persistence become stubbornness, right? Like, demanding mm-hmm. stubbornness. Like, with the persistent widow mm-hmm. and the judge, you could say mm-hmm. easily mm-hmm. she was demanding, she had to get what she wanted. She was stubbornly getting, you know, demanding that she get what she wants. Mm-hmm. But then on the other hand, Jesus praises her for persisting. Right. You know, even though the judge was annoyed that she continued
1: on bugging him about it. Yeah, I think that um, when you're persistent without a view of giving, like knowing that it's your ultimate happiness and giving that up, I think it is, if you don't have a view of this is not going to make me ultimately happy and you're still persisting, I think that's still good. That's virtue. But when it becomes a happiness you're seeking, there's, there's a virtue within reason. Reason. why
3: would you persist though if you didn't believe that you could get your way like, or get
0: happiness I mean I think everyone acts out of wanting to be happy in the end mm-hmm. they're not going to do something if they don't or, or even out of a sense happy of, happy of conviction yeah
1: right? mm-hmm. yeah well I just kind of went through a mini version of this but I didn't get into OT school um, I got waitlisted and I was like okay I was very persistent about it I did everything I could and wouldn't God reward my faithfulness like this is I was really faithful with it, and Mm -hmm. I didn't get in, and I was really sad. Um, And I did just lose motivation the past two days. I felt like, wow, why try? You know, because we do expect to get what we work hard for. Mm -hmm. That is an expectation.
4: You do expect what you But It's like
1: a submitted persistence. Mm
4: -hmm. I don't think you can be successful in life without persistence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anything worth doing is going to have resistance, and you're going to have to have some level of persistence to get through that resistance and so if you're going to be successful at anything whether virtuous or not or whether good or not it's going to require that tenacity of character right so for example if Mm -hmm. you want a successful career you're going to have to have persistence if you want to be a successful preacher you have to have persistence Mm -hmm. you cannot get anywhere in life without by being just kind of yeah by being kind of a you know, relaxed. I guess what's and the
3: maybe the question is then what's the driving force behind the persistence? Is it a stubbornness to have my own way, hmm. or is it a uh,
4: sense of conviction,
3: is determination?
4: But that sounds more like dominance, trying to where you want things to be your way is kind of more of a domineering thing, right? Just, like we'll use your story with the, the emperor, he wanted information, right? That's not, I mean, obviously, the character was. A villain, but that is not necessarily villainous of itself. Wanting to know so a there piece was that virtuous
3: quality of his to persist in he his wanted, yeah, pursuit. Of he the wanted truth. to
4: know the truth. He said his name, and he goes, "My name's Gladiator." Well, obviously, that's not true. What's your name, mm-hmm. right? So there's a truth element
0: there, right? But was he doing it to seek out truth, or was he doing it to assert the power of, I will reveal who you are, and I will Mm. know? So maybe,
3: yeah, it Mm. does depend on the motive.
0: I think so, and actually what you were going on a little bit ago is, are you willing to be changed in it? Is it being stubborn to the mm-hmm. point of I'm just going to get to my end regardless or is it, hey, I'm going to do this because I believe there's going to be good that comes out of it. Mm-hmm. However, if I'm otherwise convinced, I'm willing to let up on That's
2: why I don't that. believe that Absolutely. any one virtue is healthy to its extreme. Absolutely. Right? Like oh, yeah. you know, yeah. talked about that before. That's you a C.S. Lewis. A, you, you have to be very well-rounded yeah. and I think that includes mm-hmm. your ability to be flexible in no,
4: life a lot. No you virtue know? taken in isolation is a virtue at all.
2: Yeah. Right. So it, it is one of those things, like you were saying, Grace, like you wanted to get into OT school, but in the end, like you were like, okay, God's will be done. Oh, I kind of was
1: forced to do that. But, yeah. but you don't,
2: I mean, mm-hmm. God's will be done either way. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to just, like, for example, Saul, do you remember that point in time where he was like trying to go a certain way and God did not want him to and he actually like broke through this spiritual like force that was holding him back mm-hmm. and so he started like going crazy like prophesying and all this weird stuff because he like pushed past through like this resistance that was holding him back like mm-hmm. God was like this is dangerous I'm going go here.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and
2: yeah it was it's weird and so like you can force your way into having your way but in the end like God does have the final say and like are you willing to submit to that
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah there's similarly with Balaam's donkey
2: mm-hmm. I think
1: um, oh, yeah. Luke shared an article but yeah he's going along and then there's an angel ahead and God makes the donkey you know just ram Balaam's foot in the wall and then eventually sit down and not move and talk to him. Mm. And it's like, yeah, there's danger ahead. You're you're going to be stopped in your persistence. Um, but in the meantime, I think be persistent, knock on the door, but you will be stopped if God doesn't want you there.
3: Mm. I guess, too, if the end goal of persistence is truth, goodness, beauty, justice even— I think that's what makes it a valuable virtue, mm. right? Because if it, I am thinking back to the parable of the persistent widow, mm-hmm. she was knocking on the door of the judge, right? Mm. He was the one who should have been the- Just one. The just one, and she knew that. And so therefore she was, she was right in, per, in pursuing that and persisting that he give her an answer, mm-hmm. um, even though he wasn't the one who was upholding his own legal system. Um, so her end goal in persisting was justice and I think that was valid
0: mm-hmm. yeah. what, what uh, passage is that you know I mm. can bring it up and read probably read in the
3: Samuel wait no you're talking about Paul that's passage of Paul no King Saul King oh Saul.
1: King Saul yeah
0: I think no was. the thing the persistent widow and then also King Saul right the, mm. okay so that's in Luke is the persistent widow
1: <clears throat> how would you distinguish virtue and the fruits of the spirit mm. Because when you say persistence, that's not the fruit of the spirit. But if you do if you are persistent? Yeah, if you are yeah, maybe I probably go along with But if you are persistent for the sake of growing in a fruit of the spirit, then it's justified, maybe. Because you said truth, beauty, and goodness.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: What are those things what I mean that we can try to grow in? Probably the fruits of the spirit and the scripture. And so if you're persistent in order to be let's say more patient, which is one of the mm-hmm. fruits then it's justified, or you you see yourself in your persistence being more loving. Then it's justified, I don't know, what you guys think about that, but. I think probably faithfulness
3: goes along with it the most, I think, mm-hmm. because it, it faithfulness implies like a steady pursuit of something, mm-hmm. in my opinion, right? If we're faithful in our relationship with God, it's a steady pursuit constancy. of that relationship. Yeah, constancy. Mm-hmm. Or
2: endurance, or perseverance, or anything like
3: that. Probably. Right, right. Patience too, for
0: that matter, yeah. That's interesting, I was looking up the quote, Seth, you are saying, C.S. Lewis was talking about virtue and taking to its extent, but he has a quote that says, very often what God first helps us toward is not a virtue in and of itself, but just the power of always trying again, of persistence, which it seems like it would be a virtue in itself, which we're talking about, it seems like it would be a virtue of that trying again, but... Mm.
3: So there's determination, maybe beneath persistence, yeah. or are they the same thing? Maybe.
4: I think there's an element of defining what a virtue is. Yes. Yeah, I was gonna say let's let's look that's, up because
1: that's why I'm trying to distinguish that from fruits of the spirit. Like, how are we really defining virtue? Right.
0: Yeah. In the Oxford Dictionary, it says it's the behavior showing high moral standards.
4: Behavior showing high moral standards.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so but but I think race good. is right. Like for us that. Our standard of truth is scripture. Yes. Like it's God's attributes, essentially.
3: But I think like yeah. the virtues that we talk about coincide with those.
2: Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I just maybe don't follow if, if you're saying yeah. virtue is backed by a moral standard, that is our moral standard. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You have to have some moral standard for it to be a virtue. Yeah. In a way. Because it is something morally good. That's exactly. kind of what the definition of virtue is. So mm-hmm. is,
4: does that mean that all these virtues have a. Evil twin or a counterfeit version a vice, of a vice. Mm-hmm. I, I would say, yeah, well for sure. So that's, more. that's if, what Aristotle would say. If persistence is a virtue, then stubbornness is the vice.
0: Maybe, or I could mm-hmm. say laziness. Lazy,
1: I would say laziness. Yeah.
0: I'd say it depends on what you mean by evil twin or opposite. Or evil twin, I think, would be stubbornness. I, yeah,
1: I don't know that stubbornness Countless. is always a bad thing, mm-hmm. though. Yeah, when you yeah. you're stubborn for justice, that's a good thing, because it's in the name of a virtue.
4: So sloth is the
1: sloth is, sloth never
3: good. is the opposite. Yeah. You could say that about being the opposite of a lot of things, though. You know. Yeah, these things are... Tenacity. There's
4: no real... They're not in silos. They all kind of...
0: Lead into one another.
4: Yeah, yeah. merge on a spectrum at
0: some point. So yeah. It's kind of hard to find where one is and the other one ends. So go back to the original question is persistence of virtue. So we have to find a virtue is something that's morally good based on a particular I want to find
1: Aristotle's definition of virtue it. too cuz
0: okay.
1: He I like the way he defines it best.
0: Okay.
1: I'm trying to find it exactly in his words, but um it's tricky to find out here. Cuz it was in his Poetics I think. Um. Hmm.
0: Virtue is a state of character concerned with choice, being determined by rational principles, determined by the morals, moderate man of practical wisdom. Here it is. You found it, Kelly.
3: It's in the Nicomachean Ethics or the Nicomachean. Mm -hmm. Um, Shoot, I clicked on the link and now it's giving me the whole PDF. Um, The beginning of it says. Oops. A disposition to believe, to behave in the right manner uh, and as a mean between extremes of deficiency and excess, like you were saying, mm-hmm. Seth, which are vices. Um, it continues. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is carefully, consciously, and rationally inc- inculcated. Uh, it is a carefully, consciously, and rationally inculcated habit that is done for its own sake.
2: It is inculcated
0: me.
3: I got it. Inculcated means. Embedded. Right. Yeah, instilled. In, 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 uh, mm-hmm. Instilled by persistent, persistent instruction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Very good. Mm-hmm. Um, yes.
4: So I think to sum it up, the answer to your question is yes, persistence is. And all virtues do that. The have means a, between a two claim. extremes.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the thing is is technically, the evil twin can be on either extreme. You can have too good of a thing or too bad of a thing, and virtue is right there in
0: between. between, It's almost like the wisdom of how to apply these particular Mm
3: -hmm. concepts. Yeah, like, okay, so for instance, Aristotle, I remember this for sure, he says friendship is a virtue. But, you know, the opposing sides of friendship are uh, possessiveness or neglect. Yeah. Or, you know, and it's not necessarily like enemy or, Mm -hmm. I don't know, codependency, which Mm -hmm. I think could also be, but it's more like, yeah, possession and neglect. So you have to you rightly temper those two extremes to find a good
1: balance of friendship.
0: Yeah, gotcha. So then maybe persistence is that balancing of stubbornness slash determination with reasonableness, in a way. Being Being reasonable is kind of the... Ability to change oneself or to be convinced of something. Other than but does
3: that, that mean that it's possible to be too reasonable?
0: Oh, certainly. I think it is. <laughs> Actually, Jordan Peterson would agree it is. Reasonableness and aggression kind of go opposite to each other. If you're too agreeable, people mm-hmm. really won't respect you that you well, take and they take advantage yeah. of you very often. You need a bit of aggression to be able to get things done in life and to be able to be persistent in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: But the yeah, degree of reasonableness is needed. Like take a fish always wanted to get on land to live. Like it's not reasonable for the fish, even though he's persistent and mm. Aquaman. Oh, Aquaman, yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if the fish like you have to have a good deal of discretion, and I think that's what you're talking about, like discretion if you are more um agreeable. You need to have discretion on when you are being taken advantage of and have that insight. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And, and again, I think persistence is part of that, being holding to what you value to the point of being able to be uncomfortable in a situation, which agreeable people disdain. Pushing through that to be able to still get what you want. So holding what's valuable above you know, the agreeableness, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Okay,
3: so uh, so persistence, you're saying, is the happy medium between reasonableness
0: and laziness, laziness. complacency? Uh, uh, no, uh, it mixed with agreeableness, which I think doesn't Agreed. necessarily lead to laziness i think persistence in and of itself is a driving forward but i think it's either maybe it may be it may apathy yeah but like stubbornness and pers- yeah being pushing forward balancing that with apathy slash agreeableness i think because being a completely stubborn and aggressive person will you'll just push on and push on and push on past the point of a
1: reasonable
0: the fish course. is dead on yeah. the land. Exactly, yes. Yeah. So I think so that's actually the balance. Yeah. Yeah. Versus it being working hard. I don't think it's the balance of working hard versus being lazy. Yeah. Hmm. I agree with that. Because hmm. there's you know, there's
4: an element of like the individual character and will and tenacity. Tenacity yeah. and persistence are kind of similar. Yeah.
3: I think the the main and the thing that needs to be most understood, though, I think, especially with persistence is that there needs to be a limit to it, especially like no, basically just knowing when to fold, you know, knowing when to say, okay, like you were saying, Grace, what if you had called them up and said, okay, I'm going to call you up every day and ask you if I got into OT school, right. you know, that would be almost too persistent. I'll come, yeah, I'll come and make a demand. that you. Yeah, I'm going to stand here until mm-hmm. you give me. You know, my my admission into OT school, mm-hmm. like that would be too much. Yeah. It would be too excessive in persistence. That's
4: almost mm-hmm. too aggressive.
3: Yeah, yeah right.
2: Yeah. I, yeah, I think that we're talking about too sensitivity to and like consideration for the other end of persistence, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you could be very blindly persisting after something. Not uh, thinking that it might be harming somebody yeah. or disturbing somebody, you know, or you know. And I would define
0: that as agreeableness again. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I mm-hmm. but I mean, this like we're talking about balance too, right? Mm-hmm. Having or having boundaries
1: mm-hmm. around something good, yes.
3: yeah,
2: to ensure that
1: it stays. Good. I think what we need to say is persistence always has an object. It's not persistence in a vacuum. Like you're pursuing something, right? Sure. Well, and maybe that's
3: when it can become stubbornness, right? right. It's like stubbornness for stubbornness' sake. Like sometimes it doesn't always have an aim.
0: Like persistence can. If you have an aim that you're holding too steadfastly to and ignoring all else beside that, you could be considered persistent towards that end. But to that point, again, that's the balance. Of not doing it for its own sake, but also not holding on to the end goal too yeah.
3: Because I think if it starts to blind you, then that's when it becomes stubbornness, mm-hmm. right? Or even defiance of I've, the natural way that things should be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the
2: difference between persistence and obsession.
3: over There you something. go. Yeah. Or being consumed by it. I would assume mm-hmm. stubbornness
4: is not quite the appropriate word.
3: Well, I like what Olivia said though. Obsession, you know, yeah. like if you're chasing after obsession something hard and long enough, then you you do have to know when to cave. And say, "Okay, I need to consider everything else versus you know, and it reminds me of the prestige it was they what do they say um obsession is a young man's game because it's it it can become a lifelong pursuit of something that leaves you worse off than you were before versus persistence in something it it implies some determination, but I think like we've said like the the understanding and willingness to
4: yeah, the Stop one, yourself. One extreme of it, of persistence, I think would be obsession. You can no longer rationally see the world anymore.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're too consumed by You're that 2%. thing. Yeah, maybe then, even by yourself.
4: And the other unreasonable end of it, on the other side of persistence, would be so that maybe the apathy or indifference. Mm-hmm. Or like, could, oh, I could care yeah, more. I want to go to to become a doctor. But then you wake up the next day, should I apply? It's a lot of work. Right.
3: Well, yeah. even that, I feel like the apathetic person would say, mm, it's not really worth it. You know, I don't even know if vocalizing the desire for that thing, I feel like even there is a shred of hope for persistence or determination. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I don't
0: know. I think that's that's what laziness is. Is in the in the face of potential hope. Like mm-hmm. I mean, I think lazy people still want to get things done. Like I, I'll speak as a lazy individual. I still <laughs> want to get things done I hope to, but in the moment, I value
3: something else more.
0: The, yeah, probably immediate pleasures of being relaxed. So you want or the things to get done? Yeah. exactly. It's instant gratification
3: versus delayed gratification. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly, and I think that's what the the heart of persistence is is mm-hmm. understanding the value of delayed gratification.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So then, going back to the original question. Is persistence of virtue. So it's a good thing based on some particular moral system that balances out two extremes. Mm
3: -hmm. But that's virtue by definition,
0: I think. Right. So I think we answered your question. That's a yes. Yeah. So the moral moral system in this particular case, we'd say, is the Bible. Mm In which case that seems to be a, in the Psalms and Proverbs and yes. I think that would be yeah. a good thing, yeah.
1: A righteous man falls seven times but rises again, persistence. Yeah. Mm. But one man falls a wicked man falls by one calamity. It's like why is the righteous man is a is a man righteous because he tries again? Right. Mm. Or is does mm. he try again because he's righteous? Mm. Or vice versa mm. for the wicked? True question,
2: there is no one righteous, not <laughs> no one <laughs> <Yes, laughs> <sure. laughs>
0: So I, I think I'm in a subject group, though. He said, the, "Oh, I don't remember how he phrased it, but someone like, the automobile man is the one who never stops starting again,
3: mm-hmm.
0: which is the hardest Never stops yeah.
2: starting. That's
0: great. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. Always <laughs> starts again. Always the AI? Starts, but stop. does he achieve? Um,
0: does he, that's the question is, is achievement a necessary end to proper persistence, or is the act of persistence? Like, that's where it gets into the weirdness. It's like, okay. Well, I think I've that's the question of
3: what's more important, the journey or the destination? Right. You know, and I I would say the the journey is the destination.
2: Mm. Yeah, you never really arrive. Well, not in this. Maybe you just continuously keep arriving.
3: But that's what I mean. Like, we're arriving every moment we take another step in the journey. It's Mm -hmm. like we're growing again, growing more. Success is
0: progress. Yeah. But if we don't have the idea of eventually arriving, the end goal, I wonder if we would continue to Or if would
3: apathetic. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I actually had a conversation with my dad. He's gone through a, a bunch of crazy stuff in life. But I was telling him about, oh I'm going through this and I'm thinking through this thing. He just kinda of laughs. Like when you're 50 and you're looking back on life, you just realize life's going to happen to you. You have all these plans, all these things that you've gone through. It doesn't really matter in the end. But you need that when you're young. You need that idea that you have control so that you can continue to do things in life. So that you have motivation.
1: Well, again, like I've said. That's strangely Yeah, no. no, (laughs) It's fatalistic. And you have to see, like, well, you need the motivation to keep going. But that should be all through life because you're always changing. You're never arrived at a place where... Cause that's just a passive recipient of what God has. And that's, it's a pretty kind of helpless. It takes yeah. no view of choice.
0: So there's a balance between having that end goal, feeling like you're in control and getting there and being passive. So, and, and how do you do that? I mean, I feel like you have to have the end goal to continue to push forward, but you have to also be able to be content with the steps and the small arrivals that happen mm-hmm. all the way. Yeah. More
3: well, goals. and I think it's really important to maintain drive throughout your life. You know, it'd be really easy for a 50, 60 year old person, you know, already halfway through their life Mm -hmm. to say, you know what, I haven't really gotten the things that I want in life. Why would I still keep trying? Yeah. You know, but I think it's so important to have drive persistence um, because there's something really worthwhile about taking the journey that gets us, even if it's not even remotely close to where we thought we would end up, Mm -hmm. you know, it's rewarding even just learn the lessons along the way
4: Yeah. and I think having those goals, putting that effort to achieve those goals, achieving those goals realizing those goals aren't end all, be all but still realizing that there is value in that process and continuously doing that throughout your life pursuing new goals, achieving them pursuing new goals, achieving them and getting the wisdom that oh, I got the goal done and I'm understanding again that's not going to necessarily satisfy Mm -hmm. but there's still that Process all that process does produce character and meaning and purpose. To in, the ends justified the means? You know, because exactly. otherwise, otherwise you become a nihilist. Right.
1: <laughs> the yeah. alternative
4: is the alternative is suicide. Like, yeah.
1: Really, really, yeah. I mean, value,
4: yeah.
1: I was having this conversation. Yeah, because like, if you don't, if your hope is deferred, you the object of what your goal is, you something you're persisting, vanishes, is taken from you. Well and you just believe, okay, that would have happened whether I worked hard or not, because that's what happened, just fatalism, that's, or what God had for me in a, in a bad, you know, kind of like passive way, then you do lose motivation to change and to try anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you do get depressed. I think, depressed right and I, think
4: God, I think the process of trying to achieve a goal and mm-hmm. achieving that goal all become richer when you have the gut
0: element. Mm-hmm. Or even trying to achieve a goal and then not achieving it. Even more so. I don't think Mm. it's
2: necessarily bad to have no drive temporarily. Like
1: Mm.
2: Sometimes that that just inevitably happens in life where it's just like you can't catch a feeling to go off of. And maybe it's not just a feeling. Maybe it is like the purpose that defines your life. But I think people are really scared of being motionless sometimes. Mm -hmm. And not moving forward. That it just feels like they're backsliding, and I don't think that's always necessarily like yeah, something well, and contention. how much of the
3: Christian yeah. life is looks like steps backwards you know We're in circles
0: yeah. in the moment yeah yeah
3: yeah in the moment
0: but actually um, and I'll had a conversation about this too I think you're what you're describing is being able to be content yeah. in a particular situation yeah. whether that is moving forward or whether that's right now there's not moving forward to be because happy. I think God has just
2: a different way of directing us than we think in our own minds like yeah we're always constantly wanting to do, 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 achieve, 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 like, and, like, what you're saying, he wants us to just mm. rest in him, just be human beings, not human beings.
4: Yeah. I think that that drive to do, 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 achieve, 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 without the God element is, it makes us a bit it's of a futile. materialist. Yeah. Because we, just we fool ourselves <laughs> thinking that the next, you know, the Ferrari is the most important thing, you know, the million dollar is the most important mm. thing. And it's funny, I, I remember listening to a podcast, and it was about how these really, really rich, multi-millionaire mm-hmm. men would, would hire women for, you think, for one activity, but they ended up just talking to them and just, mm-hmm. just sharing their depressing
3: lives of mm-hmm. loneliness.
4: Mm-hmm. And it's like They're they have everything Counselor everybody. hotline. Yeah, they wow. become almost like counselors. And, and it's just... You, yeah, and without that God element, none of these What's goals, the none of these processes have any real value in the long run. And we fool mm. It's a fool's errand. Man.
0: It is. And that's what you see with celebrities. Like you're saying, that that's, you know, celebrity particular movies. few. The celebrities, I mean, like, I think someone told me, like, Tom Brady, after he won a sixth Super Bowl, he's like, that's all? <laughs>
4: that's right. all there is? Yeah, it's like, yeah. Yeah.
0: What's cool. the end goal? Yeah. It can't be the, I mean, they, so in the end, the end goal can't mm-hmm. be its own ultimate end goal. Yeah. There is some amount of what, how do you say it, like, joy, you get out of the process, and in finishing those individual goals, but you can't ultimately get the joy out right mm-hmm. of it, or be like, that's what's going to define yeah. it. man was I mean.
4: supposed to, mm-hmm. to do something, do, you know, have deliverables, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's winning the Super Bowl, or writing a good report, or whatever, yeah. mm-hmm. you were supposed to do labor, mm-hmm. and get results from labor. Right. And so I think that that's
3: meant to fulfill Yeah. yeah. That
4: fulfills us in the sort of um, we have purpose way. But God yeah. adds the meaning behind the purpose. Yes. yes.
1: Well, yeah, and there's that's not a worth. I mean we, we are made to work. That is definitely an occupation we have. Yeah. Part of our identity, but it's not our worth. It's that hard to sometimes
2: separate the, the two concepts because mm-hmm. it's like how do we express who we are? We have like, to do something, right? right? right. Like and what we spend yeah. all our time doing, oftentimes mm-hmm. that is work.
0: Yeah. 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 Constitutes a lot of freedom. But if we
2: had no ability to do that, like mm-hmm. we're quadriplegic or like we're like a vegetable, right? Like, yeah. well, and look, at, we look at elderly
3: people too. Like, yeah. a lot of times you hear, like, I don't know what I'm living for anymore. You mm-hmm. know, I've, I've done what I wanted to do with my life, or maybe I haven't done, and they live a life of regret, you know, yeah. generativity or stagnation in that mm-hmm. older stage of life. And so um, it's like without. The centering that God, that Christian your faith or God gives, there is nothing to and live for. at the end of
1: You're just me. waiting to die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like I think those moments when we do rest, like you guys are talking about being with God, like those things are are things He's doing to to remind us of the true meaning. But it's probably not where we're gonna stay. We're probably gonna go back out and work. And most most people, for those who are really suffering with a like, disability or like quadriplegic or something they're more in that state for longer. And that's a really intimate place with God, but that certainly has no meaning that the world can assign it. That's just sad, right?
3: And I think there's a time for being and a time for doing and a time for
1: both, mm-hmm. you
3: know? Like I think that sometimes we can isolate those two things too much when by nature of going through the motions of life, we are demonstrating our, the very essence of our being, right? Because God created us to work, he made us working beings, you know? And so it's almost like, I think living is a combination of both.
2: I think, together. If, I think it's just a matter of like, does that define who I am? And am I lost without this thing thats that I'm achieving? Mm-hmm. Right, like or after being a student and getting grades, like I got an A in this class. Does that mean... I'm a great student, yeah, sure. But if I get an F, does that mean I'm a failure as a human being? No. Sometimes it feels that way. Yeah, yeah. It, and it can, but it's like, Grace, what you're saying is like, if we let these things in life define who we are instead of like what God says about us being created in his image, being imprinted with identity, spiritual identity, it's like, we're always going to be unsatisfied, or worse, you know, or we're going to be self-damned because we draw our, our life from Him.
1: Right? Mm-hmm. And you live in the extremes with that. Like, you get an A, ecstatic. You get an F, you're done. You can't really be in a place of consistency to be able to pursue or persist mm-hmm. well. Because he abused
0: all the time.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think that's what the Apostle Paul is all talking all about, in. And- What is that, Philippians? Um, I have learned the secret of contentment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've learned how to be abased and I know how to abound. Mm -hmm. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I remember kind of realizing, I think the true secret of contentment is gratitude at the end of the day. You know, and maybe with that, grateful, being grateful for what we've been given, but also for who we are and for who God is. Um, Because without those things, then we are gonna go through the motions, go through the highs and lows. Of mm-hmm. work or of achievement or of yeah. letting life happen to us, mm-hmm. you know. But I do think it does take intentional effort to uh, be content. Be content,
0: yeah. yeah. So, an interesting there's this guy named Cal Newport, and he has a, a theory of work that he calls it deep work. He says, if you can achieve deep work, which is concentrated work, you will feel fulfilled. <coughs> and part of the reason, oh, part of the reason for that is he believes we find contentment in work out of continuing to and to identify being good at a particular thing and Mm -hmm. and refining. It's not finding that thing which gives you joy or finding your um, dream job, the work that never feels like work. He's like, no, people actually want to work. They do, but what they want to do is work and then be recognized for that work in how well they do it. And they're Mm -hmm. able to say, yes, I'm good at this and I'm getting better at this. Like Mm -hmm. That's where you find the joy. And I think that's an interesting thing because God made each of us individually in a particular way to glorify him, which that's what he made us for in the end, is to glorify him. So I think, and I I like this quote by Eric Liddell, God made me fast and when he runs, I feel His pleasure. I think that's similar in work. When God made us a particular way, we're using those skills, those things he made us to do something well, to improve, to get better. And
1: put effort into Right. Yeah.
0: We're glorifying God in mm-hmm. showing mm-hmm. his image in that particular way.
1: Well, that's why when, when we see God at the end, if you're of him, he says, well done, good and faithful servant. Because in the parable of the servants, they, they bear the talents. Mm-hmm. And so they, you have done well. I mean, the master in that parable says similarly. And so if we use are gifts and talents in this life. Well, our occupations, mm-hmm. our identities, our grades—you can fill in the blank. If you use that well and you invest for hopefully the right things, the virtues, mm-hmm. then I think God will say, "Well done, good and faithful servant," because right. you've invested in the gifts He gave you, like mm-hmm. being a good steward. Yeah, yeah. because Olivia, me—we're all words spoken by God mm-hmm. to fulfill a certain purpose. Mm-hmm. And if you don't fulfill that purpose because you are the gift, then it's a wasted life. Yeah.
0: Mm. so that's how we find contentment in the working and then aside from the gospel you really can't find that if you fail at working if you fail at that in a particular moment then you lose hope because you're not getting to something but that's that's where you have to have hope in the gospel it's like okay Mm. regardless of if i'm faithful to that or not god is faithful
3: Mm -hmm. right yeah yeah and what is it ephesians it says, we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. I remember hearing somebody share that the Greek word for workmanship is poema, which is where we get the word poem. Mm-hmm. So really, it's mm-hmm. like, we're God's, mm-hmm. we God's poem. Yeah. Yep, yep. And God wrote us into existence. He spoke us into mm-hmm. existence. We are the words of his mouth. And what can a poem really do for itself, really? Mm-hmm. So, the only way we are capable of doing the work is by first recognizing who is who's giving us the work to do, who is breathing life into the poem of our lives, you know, and enabling us to be useful and read by the masses, you
4: know. And I think the storyteller should close out the
3: conversation <laughs> with the rabbits. <laughs> the rabbits. Yes. This was a perfect rabbit, rabbit. Amelia,
2: continuing the conversation is a sign of persistence.
3: That's
0: mm. right. Ooh. The virtue. Oh, so good. we can never really end this conversation without not being persistent. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> because so huh so, of vice. Yeah. yeah. Well, no. rabbits
0: bed. want
4: to know the storyteller, how does the how does it end? How does this how conversation? How does the story end? end? Mm-hmm. Do you think we answered your question?
3: I think I think we have. I think persistence is a virtue. I think there are extremes to both sides. I think it, it requires a good balance of uh, knowing what you're fighting for, um, knowing if it's worth, you know, pursuing till the gratification or, or to the end of that thing. Um, and if not, you know, true virtuous persistence is being able to release that. Um, without apathy, um, simply yeah. in a state of surrender to the one who can really grant that gratified desire.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good stuff. All good stuff.
0: All good, job, yes. good and faithful servant. Good and, good. and also, we recorded most of that, so. Oh, yeah. oh, this is. could be.